Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We love the summer of sport in Sydney and across the SEN network. And when the Sydney smash is on, it gets a lot of Sydney siders very interested. The Thunder and the Sixers do battle on Friday night at the SCG. Gurinder Sandhu is uh, one of the biggest names in the Sydney Thunder squad. And he's been good enough to join us. Gurinder, hello to you, mate. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. No dramas. A couple of days out from the Sydney smash. Where are the excitement levels? I dare say they are rising. Yeah, definitely, definitely rising. Um, got one of our bigger training sessions today, and then tomorrow is, I guess, the day before the game. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely rising, getting pumped up. Hopefully a good session today with everyone. Um, and, yeah, ready to go for Friday. Can't wait. I mean, every game's big. You want to win them all, of course. But is there a different feeling at training a day or two out amongst the squad when you know you're coming up against the Sixers? Definitely is. There definitely is. Um you know, luckily we kind of found out early that um, last game against the Sixers, the Sydney Smash at, at Sydney Showgrounds, you know, we had a sellout. So we are pumped. Um, I think it's heading that same way this Friday as well. So, yeah, we can't wait to get there, uh, feel that atmosphere, although it might be a bit more tailored towards the Sixers, but <laughs> still a great atmosphere. Um, yeah, we can't wait to hopefully put on a big show and get a win. The problem with the last game, though, is that it was a no result. So that must put even more weights on this fixture. Yeah, definitely. So that's kind of a, a zero game. as a nothing game. So one game for the year against Sydney Smash. And if we can win that one, um, we take the rights, take the reins for, for this year. So, yeah, we can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully we can get a win and keep our season alive. Nice one. And, I mean, you've played for the Sydney Sixers as well, although far more for the Sydney Thunder across two stints. So you've operated on both sides of the divide. What's that like for you then coming into this fixture? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a short, quick stint, uh, which I'm very thankful for with the Sixers um, a couple of years ago. But, um, yeah, definitely, I grew up in Sydney West, so definitely, um, yeah, my heart sort of lies with the Sydney Thunder a lot more, definitely. But, um, yeah, I just think it's going to be a great spectacle. Can't wait. SCG, a sellout, if not very close to a sellout. Um, hoping, fingers crossed, for no rain. <laughs> Um, and we get a full game in and, you know, we, we definitely need to play a full game so we can try and grab those full points for the game. Exactly right. I mean, you need them. You're sitting in seventh at the moment with only one win for the campaign. Three games left, including this one on Friday night. Can you still realistically make the finals? Is that too much of an ask? How are you looking at it? I don't think it's too much of an ask. I think it's still very, very possible mathematically. Um, we obviously need... A fair few results to go away. Um, 
apart from actually winning all of our remaining games as well. So, firstly, that's what we've got to take care of. We've just got to prepare and just do our best every game and try and try and win. Um, no point looking ahead. So, we're just going to take it one game at a time. First one being the Sydney Smash on Friday. We get a win from there, then we move on to the next game. Um, but, yeah, to answer your question, mathematically, we can still make it, I'm pretty sure. Nice one, mate. Um, so much talk at the moment around the Australian cricket test team and the the squad to be announced for the West Indies series. And Cam Bancroft, let's be honest, a Sydney Thunder teammate of yours, has figured a lot in those discussions. How is he shaping up amid all of that? I mean, regardless of whether he's in the squad or not, all that speculation, how is he handling it as he tries to perform at his best in the, uh, the Big Bash as well? Well, I think he's, yeah. Bang is Cam, Cam 30 now, 31, so he's very experienced and um, he knows that, you know, there's no there's no point worrying about those things. Um, the, the decision's not in his control. As he mentioned in, in one of the articles that he spoke um, spoke in, so I think he's, yeah, he's handling it very well. He's just going, as I mentioned before, game by game for us at the Sydney Thunder. Um, from speaking to him, it's really enjoying his time and, and really enjoying, I guess, um, a new, a new cricket bubble, a new, new team, mm. new coaches, new players, um, new ways, I guess, to do things and different ways to do things. So, from my knowledge, yeah, he's he's loving his time here and he's just also pumped for Friday. So, yeah, we we can't we can't wait for Friday. How much would you feel for him if he does miss out? I mean, you know how hard it is to perform at first class level. He's made a a ton of runs. That doesn't guarantee anything, of course, because there are so many permutations, as we know. Um, but how much would you feel for him if he does miss out, considering all that he's achieved in the last few years? Yeah, exactly. It'd be, it'd be hard. It's always tough. Um, you know, sometimes people say stats don't matter. Sometimes people, sometimes people say stats are the only thing that matter. So mm. <laughs> it can be tricky at times, personally. Um, you know, as as a player, as an individual player. Uh, but yeah, I think we've all, you know, just got to keep our heads down, keep doing well, and keep performing and you know that's all you can do if you can keep scoring runs keep taking wickets someone somewhere will notice and hopefully give you an opportunity but yeah it'd be interesting to see see what happens with that yeah I mean partially it's down to Steve Smith potentially being promoted to opener that's what we assume is going to happen based on all the talk in the last 24 hours or so away from the Cam Bancroft discussion. What do you make of that? No doubt you've crossed paths with Steve Smith a fair bit over the journey. You would have watched him very closely. You understand the machinations of cricket very well. What do you make of what it is a pretty big shift on paper moving up from number four where he's batted so well for so long to open the batting in test match cricket? Your opinion? Yeah, I think think opening a batting is is quite tough. Um, Especially, well, I haven't played Test cricket, but in Red Bull cricket, in Sheffield Shield cricket, and I'm, um, I'm sure it, it only gets tougher speaking to past um, opening batters. But um, yeah, Steve Smith, Mudgeon, he's so good that it wouldn't surprise anybody that if he's opening and, and scores thousands of runs um, <laughs> in the next two or three years, you know, that he's kind of that player that uh, has his own technique, and that technique he can sort of adapt to to any conditions, any game, any bowler. Um, He's good enough to do it if he gets the opportunity. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty interested to find out as well what happens. I think we're all being thrilled to watch Steve Smith at the top of the order if it does transpire in that way. Uh, it's a series against the West Indies, and, of course, there's been a lot of conversation about 
The West Indies shifting to a preference for T20 cricket on the whole and, and weakening their test side. We've seen it starting to emerge in South Africa as well, which um, you know I think all purists of the game are disappointed with. You're someone who's heavily involved in T20 cricket, though, Gurinder. I mean, you're speaking about playing in front of a packed house on Friday night at the SCG. What's your take on all of that? Because you're at the coalface of it. I'm sure you love red ball cricket. I'm sure you'd love to play in a test match for Australia, but T20 generates the biggest crowds for you on an annual basis. So what do you make of the shift around the world? Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I, I love red ball cricket. Um, you know, I've been playing Sheffield Shield cricket now for 10 or 12 years and I really enjoy it. It's the toughest game that we have um, in cricket um, in terms of mentally, physically, emotionally. It's, it's the game that Personally, that I, I love playing. Um, different, a lot of different skills come into it. Um, it it's just, yeah, it, it's amazing. I love that game, but um, yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty tricky what's happening around the world right now. Um, it's it's going to be very inter- interesting to see where where this cricket goes. I guess where T20 cricket, Test match cricket goes in the next sort of five to ten years. Um, you know, I don't think many people know what's going to happen right now. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really love the idea of, of, of nations weakening their test teams for T20 cricket. Yep. Um, I know that as you know, Aussies as Australia, cricket Australia, we don't do that, which I think, um, it's a great, it's a great thing. It's a, it's a strong stand. Um, you know, I think once the sort of maybe the bigger teams, bigger nations start doing that, that's when we'll really see an effect to, to the game. But hopefully. That test cricket stays alive. Um, you know, we had some good crowds this summer so far with the test. Mm. And, um, yeah, so there are people that still love it, definitely. Yeah, the problem is in other nations, they just don't turn up for test cricket, um, but yet they go to T20 cricket in their drove. South Africa, first and foremost. I mean, we always thought they were aligned with us, um, but, you know, financial problems have hit there, and then they put all their eggs into the T20 basket, and they lead their best players out of the test squad. I mean, it's hard to understand, but I guess someone like you, you play in front of massive crowds in, in T20 cricket as well. So you must see... I guess firsthand too, just how much interest there is in T20 cricket. And I guess, do you understand the difficulties for some cricket boards to try and manage it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I do understand the difficulties, but I mean, I think the one thing that I guess we really have with the big bash is that, you know, it's on during school holidays. So a lot of families, a lot of kids, a lot of parents can come out and really enjoy it. So I think the timing of our big bash is, is awesome. Um, I do understand the bigger crowds. Um, you know, it's easier for people who may not know a lot about cricket to come and just watch for, for three hours. Um, so I do understand all of that. But I think that the test cricket is still there for that, that pure fan, that, you know, that person that really just loves cricket. Um, so I think that sort of, that need and want is still there. It might not be at, at the highest demand or as high of a demand as T20 cricket, but I think that demand is still there. Um, but, yeah, Big Bash crowds this year have been awesome, and it's, it's always good to play in front of a packed house. You get a vibe, you get an energy, and the crowd, you know, they set the tone, especially when it's your home home games and your home fans are there, and, you, you, you know, you really feel that extra energy and you feel like putting on a show for them. So that's awesome. I hope that never stops, but I hope some of them, start going to test match cricket as well. <laughs> Couldn't agree more, mate. Um, we've got the balance right in Australia. Uh, they do in England as well. Um, India's 
pretty solid. Unfortunately, some of the other nations are uh, are a lagging. But uh, you said earlier on that you're a proud Western Sydney boy. That's why the Thunder means so much to you. Uh, one of the greats of Australian cricket, Ricky Ponting, had a fair crack, it must be said, at the showground stadium wicket uh, the other night when uh, you took on the Scorchers, labelling it substandard for the way in which it checked and, and turned a fair bit. Uh, what did you make of uh, of those comments and the pitch on the whole? Yeah, I actually didn't see those comments um, from Ricky, but he learned a lot of cricket, so I'm not going to say too much about what he said, but... Um, the wicket, I thought, was yeah, definitely tricky. But we had a lot of a lot of weather around, so I think yeah. it was very, um, yeah, very hard for the groundsman to to get the wicket, you know, to be what it normally is. Um, in saying that, I think that allowed the, a different sort of game to plan out. Um, you know, we saw the spinners come into it a bit more, um, which you know it was quite fun and quite cool to see the ball spinning a lot, almost like a day five test test wicket or, you know, like a day four shield game. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then some slower balls from the faster bowlers were were spinning quite a lot. So it's, I guess it, in a way, it provided a different challenge for, for bowlers and batters. Um, we scored one, 135, you know, it's, it's still it's an okay score. We got, you know, all the way up at 15 <laughs> once. So, um, you know, it was, it was still decent. It was okay for a game of cricket. Um, I guess, obviously, nobody had the best prep. Um, in terms of the groundsman to get that wicket right, there's a lot of rain around, but I think we still put on a nice game, a good show, um, and with the conditions, I think it was an okay wicket. Fantastic. Um, massive game on Friday night, as we say, against the Sydney Sixers. Is there a wicket in that Sixers lineup that you uh, crave more than any other, Gorinda? Uh, well, I mean, they're all pretty big wickets, um, but it's always nice to get a couple of wickets early, so... You know, Josh Phillips or James Vince up the top there would be nice to grab one of those. Um, I don't know if Steve Smith's playing, but if he's playing, that will be always that's a big wicket. Um, batting at three or four. Um, so yeah, one of the top four wickets. They're they're always big. So it'd be awesome if we can get a few inroads nice and early, and hopefully quiet down that SCG crowd a little bit. Yeah, we'll wait to see if Steve Smith is playing. No word on that uh, as we speak. If he is, yeah. Cameron Bancroft and the other team certainly makes for uh, even more interest in what is going to be a, a massive night at the SCG. The Sydney smashed the Thunder against the Sixers. The Thunder need to win. Gorinda Sandu, thanks so much for joining us and best of luck on Friday evening. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Go to Thunder.